Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 10, the final episode of Laura's Aussie Roundup. Uh, Parting is such sweet sorrow, but I'm here with Jan for the final taping. Hi, Jan. Hi. Yeah, I mean, I've loved every minute of doing this. Obviously, we're going to come back and do the British one. And we'll probably be doing a lot of more episodes before it starts to get everyone excited about it. But this is our final Australian one, and um, I've really enjoyed it. And I just wanted to thank you, Jen. Oh, no, it's been a blast. And, you know, the good thing is that we'll start again next spring. In the spring, Mass Australia will be back. So, you know. I think they're going to have to kill somebody this next year to, to beat the drama this year. They'll, they'll have to have some kind of ritualistic killing where they sacrifice one of the brides or grooms. I can't see how they can top this year. I know, I know. Actually, do you know, it would be really nice if they actually had some, some grey-haired folks back in again for next time. Because they used to, they used to have these really gorgeous, older-looking pe- you know, people and um yeah but no one cares about the older people let's face it i mean no one cared about me and richie <laughs> it was like everybody was like oh it's so good to have older people on but and then they're like yeah they're fine now get them off oh well because they won't talk about the sex life and those sort of things i don't know i certainly did <laughs> <laughs> well you know maybe people don't want to hear it i mean we didn't really want to hear it from melissa did we mm. It's true. <laughs> right. Okay. We should get on with talking yeah. about the reunion dinner party because that was actually a great deal more exciting. Um, I mean, I was anticipating it every anyway, because we we've been waiting since last week for it, and it looks quite like it was going to be quite entertaining. But yeah, but <laughs> wah, wah. yeah, it got it got even more mad. So um we started off with the um sort of before we all got their usual thing and the reminder of everybody's weddings, usual pad out stuff. Yeah. Uh, but Bronte, um, that she was happy that she had dropped the dead weight of Harrison. <laughs> Shame she hadn't dropped off the side of a cliff. <laughs> yeah. Evelyn said, you know, it's going to be like putting a whole load of dogs on heat and in the same kennel. Yeah. Melissa said she was open, single and ready to mingle. Who did she think she was going to be open and single, ready to mingle with? None of those, none of those people want her. She, she was like, she came in quite strong, like woohoo! She looked a little unhinged as she came. Yeah, well, I think she still feels bad about what she did. Frankly. Yeah, she's overcompensating, isn't she? But mm. it's just like no one cares, Melissa. Take it down a notch. Just find your seat. Yes, um, Jesse doing his rock and roll thing. Um, he was very excited. He's yeah, Jesse had- looked. Jesse has. Bounded back, leaps and bounds. Uh, fit looks like he's back to his old self. It was nice to see, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And he'd been talking to Claire every day on the phone, and he said he missed her. Yes, <laughs> I know. I'm really happy for those two. They're so cute. <laughs> and then uh, we saw Alyssa, and she was oh. clearly very pissed. <laughs> Alyssa pissed me off from the second that she started talking. I didn't post anything on my Instagram. I was like, I was just happily just to watch it. But the moment Alyssa opened her mouth, I was all on it again because she drives me a bonkers. She doesn't seem to have any awareness of what's going on. It's like she just takes every conversation they've ever had and rewrites it. Yeah, well, that's just a supervillain. 
she's delusional. I've got I've got this kind of because her narrative is so different from everybody else's narrative. It's astounding, you know. Even like when rest- she comes into that dinner party, and yeah. she's and she sits and she's like she's so dramatic oh i've got to get a drink oh Mm -hmm. and sits down when she starts talk telling the stories about duncan everybody else is making eye contact with each other Mm -hmm. over her head and then go wide-eyed and like kind of confused faces going oh this is like i can't listen to this and she's going oh he's such a player and like he thinks he wanted a wife but he just enjoys the single life oh my god he probably enjoys any life that doesn't include you yeah yeah did you see when she when she told the girls what he said in her in her his final vows i didn't love you oh yeah i don't care about you and it's the voice she does when she does duncan being mean I don't love you. I'm not interested in pursuing this. I can't wait to get out of here. He was so nice. He was so lovely. And offered her a tissue. Couldn't be more (laughs) compassionate. Tried to let her down gently. Gave absolutely valid reasons why he felt the way he did. (laughs) They cut to Alyssa. Uh, He didn't love me. (laughs) He didn't want me. (laughs) It's because I have a child. Some woman ran up to me yesterday and said to me, oh, you're from maps. <laughs> Alyssa, she's got a child. <laughs> thought that was hilarious. <laughs> oh, God. I saw a wonderful meme, actually, um, for uh, on this week. And it, it's the um, the original Titanic film. And there's a, there's a guy clutching a child and he's clearly arguing why he should get onto a lifeboat. Oh, yeah, saying, I remember the But scene. I have a child. <laughs> So yeah, it's it's uh, hilarious. I think. Um, I mean, yes. I I feel really bad for Duncan going into that dinner party. Well, I don't because it's fine because nobody believes her, right? Mm-hmm. But if if people had believed her, it could have been really horrible for Duncan. Yeah. Um, and the way the experts um reacted when Duncan came in and gave her a hug and asked her if she was okay, and she pulled that childish <sighs> face over his shoulder, and this is what we said, didn't we? A few mm-hmm. weeks ago, she has that school that, like, I'm still in yeah. in high school kind of attitude about things. Um, yeah, she didn't need to put her finger on thing. Like, and I, saw, like, I saw that. I was like, oh my, oh my god, who's there making sick noises? And she said, she said, like, he, I can't believe it. Like, he asked me how I am. Like, clearly, I'm not okay. What? I don't know how they do it in in Utah, but here. When we go in polite dinner conversation, we ask people how they are, and people normally respond with, "Yes, I'm fine. Thank you so much for asking." Whether you are or not. Well, yeah, but in Utah, they're also used to the guy keeping hold of the girl and just getting another girl. So. <laughs> well, <laughs> multiple marriages are okay within right. the Mormon faith. So that's it's all I'm right. saying. And you had the nerve to cut out my mail order bride comment last week. I know. I know. <laughs> uh, right, I'm folks. Sorry. We're so sorry, but we we like to we like to walk the tightrope of cancelled. Yeah, we do. We do. Yeah, but makes you us know. feel brave, doesn't it, Jen? Yeah, but actually, in truth, we're very respectful to everybody in their faiths and choices. <laughs> 
Well, I think we should perhaps talk about about Jesse when he walks into the room because he's all he is so set and so hyped, psyched up. Yeah, I mean that's what I'm saying. Like he's so excited (laughs) about this dinner party and how excited he is to reconnect everybody. But I feel like like he should know better (laughs) because it's still a dinner party and everybody knows the last one is usually the bloody worst one because. People in the middle of the experiment still think, I've got to see these people week after week. So, I mean, not Harrison, but most people still try to maintain some kind of decorum. But the last one, it's kind of a like, fuck you. I won't have to see you fuckers ever again. I'm just going to come in, tell you exactly what I think, and then run. Yes. (laughs) Shame on you, Jesse, for thinking it was going to be any better. Yeah, I know. Lindell, she creeps comes in and she's had this whole kind of sexting. I don't know where she got her sexting uh, information from. I'd love to know. Evelyn. <laughs> butt dialed. Butt dialed. She butt dialed in on that on that particular video, did she? Anyway, <laughs> we'll get to that. She comes in and and apparently uh, Cam has been sexting Taylor. And so she gets in there and tells everybody before he arrives, doesn't she? Yeah. I mean, okay, listen, I was I'm not surprised by this because we 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 called it weeks ago when said that when they were on that couple's retreat. Mm-hmm. Well, at the dinner party, he he definitely vibed with Taylor. And then when they went and we joked that she'd only gone on the couple's retreat to to see Cam a bit more instead of Hugo. Yeah, uh, and then he gave her that hug at the end when he wouldn't hug his wife, but he would run. He ran over to hug Taylor, and then he and then it started with the whole Cam Macho Thor hair down swagger mm. that happened for weeks. But I honestly thought he she'd just gone, um, but I thought he was still living in the remnants of the how he felt when Taylor had been there, and yeah. that's why he still had that swagger. And then when he was with Alyssa at on that wife swap mm-hmm. i felt they got quite close and i wondered if if that taylor thing had just sparked him hitting on every woman that he got in contact with from <laughs> you never know you never know we should i probably just talk about this whole thing rather than just yeah. going uh, right so she's she said that he'd been te- he'd been texting somebody um and then she put two and two together about taylor um, and what you just said about the relationship. Then we realised that the it isn't just, you know, sexting sort of comments. It isn't the odd dick pic either. It's like he says he strips off totally naked in a nightclub with one of his mates on FaceTime to her and he jiggles his bits in her. <laughs> what? Okay. Who strips right. off totally okay. naked in a nightclub? Uh, I, I, I say all of it's real, except for the nightclub and his mate. <laughs> but did you see Jesse's face as Lindell's telling the story? It, it went from so excited about dinner party until his, he, he had that face on that Jesse had on for the last three weeks he was in the experiment. <laughs> just like Someone reached in and just, just kind of oozed his heart right back out again. He just, just crumpled. The problem is Cam thought he could contain this because mm-hmm. he, he needed it to. What he didn't count on is that Taylor really doesn't give a fucking shit about anybody else or anyone's feelings. She t- She's a bit of a Harrison. She t- she takes some joy in it. You can mm-hmm. see she did. 
And so she, that was never going to stay quiet. She kept giving away a little bit more. He, he, I think, listen, I, I can believe he was drunk in a nightclub and he got naked in the toilets, but that's, that's because they'd been having a proper relationship for quite some time before he got there. Yeah. yeah. And so he got drunk, got on the phone with her, like he like he talks to her all the time, has, you know, probably have sex on over the phone all the time. And then well, got... if you live out bush, you're probably doing the, getting quite good at the whole sort of sexting thing, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, I think it's weird. Um, but yeah, so um, I think they've got definitely got some kind of relationship. It's not a like nobody one off naked nightclub calls somebody. <laughs> no, <laughs> not even me, and I do some weird stuff. It was so weird, I think. Anyway, um, we should probably talk about the lovely Sandy, because she came in after, she was like one of the second ones in, wasn't she? Yeah, Sandy yeah. came in, she looked good, she looked happy, she looked healthy, she looked strong. Yeah, and she was yeah. she was very much about woman And power. then when Dan came in, they just cut it. <laughs> this is the funniest thing. Some people came in and we did... We didn't even really, if you blinked, you didn't even see them come through the door. The only reason you knew they were there is because they kept panning by them at the dinner table. Yeah, he didn't feature at all at no, that point. Nor did, did Shannon. Mm, no. No. We saw so little Shannon and Caitlin um, and they're both those programs. Mm -hmm. Well, I've, I've had some comments from some people that have just given me some information about why they weren't shown at commitment ceremony. Is there gossip? Well, supposedly, uh, and this makes sense to me, knowing what happened at our um, dinner, our actual dinner party, um, it said that Shannon and Caitlin and Melissa and and Josh, their time on the couch was so nasty. Oh. Yeah, it was really nasty that they couldn't air it. Um, and the reason Bronte and Harrison weren't shown is because they shouted and shouted and shouted. It's like it was unusable. Right, um, which is what happened to us on our final when we went back for our 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 final dinner party. They, they, it was so violent and so bad and so shouty that they couldn't even use a lot of the stuff that happened. Um, oh, they right. even put it on. They moved it up and said it had to go on an hour before because of Made in Chelsea, but I don't think that's true. I think they put it up an hour so they could cut. So they had an excuse why they wouldn't play half the stuff at that dinner party because of the watershed. Mm -hmm. um, for those who don't live in the UK, the watershed <laughs> is a time at night when you can't swear or show boobs and things. Mm -hmm. It has to be after. Um, so, yeah, it because it was just so vile, um, it it wouldn't have been able to have been shown at eight o'clock. And I think that's why they moved it up so they ha could save face. Because again, with these programs, they want the drama, but they can't have it go to that place where it's abusive. And it was abusive at that point. Right. So I feel like, I feel like that makes absolute sense. What they, I've been told that it, if it was just getting nasty and awful to each other, they don't want that. That's not, that's not positive. Is it no. drama is one thing. Abuse is another. Yeah. So, that's fair. The enough. shame though, because we do feel like there was big gaps of things. <laughs> well, I do loved it when they all sat down and they have this shot and they're all chewing. They're, 
they're all they're all, you can see they're counting their chews they, they must have given the toughest meat of mm -hmm. all the dinner parties because there's about a five minute clip where everyone's just staring at each other and madly chewing masticating till they because until they're, they're trying to eat it all so they can get into the into the gossip and then of course who is it it's melinda oh. she can't take it anymore yeah no we see melinda is not afraid She's, she's not. She wanted to get the party started. Yeah, she 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 knew. She knew. Um, ding, ding, ding. Let's talk about the elephant in the room. And <laughs> I love it because the experts, one of the Alessandra says, which elephant, Melinda? Which elephant? <laughs> and and the, ex, the experts saying, there's a flipping herd in this. <laughs> there is. <laughs> Look, there was... Alyssa's across the table from Duncan, like, bored into him. If she was a superhero, he'd have two massive holes in the middle of his chest. Then you've got Bronte and Harrison. Harrison is just so excited because he can't wait to read his printout. And yes. then you've got Alyssa. And then you've got Lindell, sorry, and Cam, who... That, that's got to be the first thing. Right. <laughs> Well, yeah, now Lindelof has already taken Hugo to one side. To and I tell... thought that was quite nice because I didn't think it was a, it wasn't like sometimes when people just want to get the gossip out. I felt like she really, especially because he, he, Cam had that moment with Hugo by the bar. Mm -hmm. Are you ready for the smoke? Who's ready yeah. for the smoke? Are you ready for the smoke? Um, By the way, it's, it's uh, gossip and shit, not vaping for anybody who doesn't, doesn't understand. <laughs> um. And so Cam had the perfect opportunity to speak to Hugo uh, because as he set it up saying, I think I'm going to be in the smoke tonight. And Hugo says, oh, yeah, why? I thought he was then going to say, look, this is what's been going on with your ex. Uh, but he just didn't. He just let it slide and let it go, didn't he? So Lindell really did need to jump in there and have a word with Hugo. He was like, ah. Oh. Now, now it it suddenly makes sense. But it does make sense because if, especially when you look back and you see, I mean, he was Cam at the beginning was quiet and kind of cute. We thought he was kind of like cute, like mm -hmm. smiley, and you know, kind of they were good as a couple and, and they were cute together. The first time we saw that a, a crack was when uh, she wanted to get involved in the drama and he didn't, and he mm -hmm. really put his foot down. Yeah. But, but we thought that was a reasonable reason to be annoyed as a man. Mm -hmm. So yeah. we all kind of just smoothed over it. But that dinner party with Taylor, that's when the whole thing shifted. It did. It did. But Hugo gave one of my favourite lines for the uh, for that episode. And he said, I thought I just had a car that wouldn't start. But it turns out I didn't even have the keys. <laughs> I just, oh, bless him. Bless him. Yeah. Uh, but... Did you notice that uh, Taylor did turn up wearing a very similar style That's dress? That's what I said. Her and Lindell, Lindell could have been wearing the same dress. Yeah. It, it that was, was it, weird. That was weird. I don't know if that was a deliberate costuming choice, but it was like, oh, hang on. <laughs> Which blonde did you pick? <laughs> but I think it was so rude, Kem, that didn't even say hello to Lindell when he came in the room. I know. I know, what did he, she do to him that required him to be that big of a dick to her? Well, that's because she didn't let him read out his vows at the oh, end. Shit about your vows, Cam, shut up. Wham, bam, fuck off, Cam. <laughs> um, so the, the comment from the experts was that the entire room, they could sit where they liked, but they sort of lined themselves up down either side of that table. 
Yeah. It was very confrontational, was what the expert <laughs> said. Uh, the elephant in the room started to be addressed and um, Cam was just like, oh, it's just, just friendly ba- banter with Taylor. And she, there were shots of her grinning from ear to ear going, yeah, friendly. <laughs> and she didn't get the memo from Cam before they came in. And then she um, says she's seen his bits, right? Yes. And I have to say, when that happened, if you, I mean, if you thought Leighton's jaw dropping was good throughout the series, I think it pretty much was donging off the floor this time. I mean, it, it was like watching one of those um, old cartoon programs. I know. Some, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. The eyes go out and stalks and the jaw goes. Rear, rear. <laughs> It was just brilliant, absolutely brilliant. You couldn't work out what was going on. And the, and the way that he kept saying, what I do after final vows is my own business, but it's not, is it? No. Because, and we didn't get clarification on whether this was actually was happening during, even if they hadn't been, well, listen, they're allowed to have their phones. If they're allowed to have their phones, I imagine it was going on. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, how would they have gone into contact with each other afterwards? Mm-hmm. I yeah. cried. I I cried at that on that at that dinner party. Did you? Yeah. Um, I cried because when Lyndall, it, I don't know why. Like, I got really choked me up and I got really upset. I tried to do a. I was doing a, my Instagram. I had to come off for a minute. Um, he said if she she if she wanted a fairy tale, she should have got a job at Disneyland. Oh yeah, that was. Horrible. And I just thought. Look, I'm getting teary again now. I just thought everybody girl who every girl who goes on that show, that's why they go on it. They want that fairy tale. They don't want to live their life alone. They want a partner. Mm-hmm. And he was so blase and shitty about it. Like it was her fault because she had ex- expectations of finding her one true love, mm-hmm. you know, and how fucking dare her. Like she should grow the fuck up. That was basically how it sounded and get a grip. Yeah. And I just it just I it just felt like a punch in the stomach when he said it. And I just thought it was horrible. I thought but, he was horrible. He, he was horrible. Yeah. And but was she, Taylor deserve each other. She gave him that speech and she said, you know what? I'm worth so much more. And everybody else was go girl. And he was just left there sitting sheepish. Ooh. Then we cut to Harrison, who was saying everybody's on the chopping block tonight. Oh, oh, my God. Harrison, Harrison, Harrison. <laughs> I, I just. It, it was, was it was so crazy to watch the king lose his crown, as Harrison would have put it. It was a brilliant um, moment. It was it was like he he was so used to controlling that room and taking people down and taking no prisoners and watching he putting the seeds in and watching them spread. But that but the dinner party, no one gave a shit and the more he went on the more ludicrous and ridiculous he seemed and the more it just it just petered away didn't it yeah um <laughs> he says Bronte's been talking about a girl I um he was seeing before the experiment and uh, he says this is the core issue for why we broke up <laughs> <He's> just, <laughs> yeah really? that was it really? that was the yeah. core issue <laughs> well done Harrison um, and if you put more more effort into the relationship than attacking yes. him, then it might have worked. Oh, you see everyone's face is going no. And then then he whips out the printout. <laughs> dun, dun, the printout. And then out, everybody's like, Ollie's like, did he bring a printout? All the guys are going, did he bring a printout? Ollie, is this the first time someone's brought a prop to the dinner party? It was so funny. Uh, everybody was just 
not in it. I think somebody made it into a paper aeroplane that everybody just, it, it was a kind of moment. They where... did. They made a paper aeroplane and Cam made an airplane floated it over his head. And he kept saying, I'm talking here. I'm talking. Excuse me. I'm <laughs> going to get mad. The next person who talks in the middle of when I'm talking is really going to get it. I'm t- it was almost like watching a little kid at a birthday party that no one was paying attention to. Do you know well, what I mean? Yeah. Was... If you don't play with me, I'm gonna be really upset. When everyone listens to me and don't listen to me right now, I'm really gonna be upset. <laughs> and the more you did it, every more everyone laughed. Yeah, yes, the power was most definitely gone. It was, it was funny. It was funny. You see it in like actually happening in real. Like it was just, it's just, and then everyone just carried on a conversation with each other, and he was just left sat there looking around, going, "What the fuck has happened?" <laughs> So having had that sort of thing knocked on the head, then we go into the whole Alyssa and Duncan thing, which was the the final, I think it was the final 20 minutes, actually. Alyssa looks like a grown-up Maggie Simpson. She says she was jealous of the other couples and she needs to say her piece. Oh, no, she Um, said, I'm I'm so jealous of all the other couples who are also in love. Who's in love? Two at the table. <laughs> she can't even, she's not even right about what she's looking at. She's looking around that room and seeing a bunch of couples in love. And that's not even what's happening. That's how out of touch with reality this woman is. Oh, definitely. Um, this is this is how bad it was that uh, he said, you know, he'd sent a message to her to apologize for what happened. And he was sorry. She said he Googled a response and what to say. <laughs> Nothing he was going to say was going to be good enough for her. So yeah. It's quite the irony of the fact that she kept pounding on about the fact that she was never going to be good enough for him when everything he did was never good enough for her. And she continued to cut him down and um, not letting him talk until you finally were out. Nope. So what did you write? So what did you write then? <laughs> Don't you remember? No, no, you tell me. You tell me what you wrote. Okay. I wrote, yeah, that's what you wrote. I thought you said you didn't, you didn't know run. what I wrote. It was just comical. I think he was having a little fun with her at that point, though. Yeah. Like, I don't, he played dumb a little bit there, but I think he was trying to let her find the rope to hang herself at that point because I think he's just had enough. Well, yeah, because you know, I didn't see it coming. Um, and he said, You walked out on two commitment ceremonies. <laughs> Not get the hint. <laughs> He told me he'd love me and then he just walked out of me. Is that what, what happened? Is it? And everyone, again, everyone else at the dinner table is trying to look somewhere else because no one wants to be involved in this. And she said, you know, um, to him, you just want closure. You dumped me. And then when she says, drop your mask. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the, I dropped your mask. What? What mask is that? I mean, she said, I sacrificed everything for you. Um, is it because she has a child? Well, she stormed out the room and then realised that she couldn't have a drama moment. So I had to storm back into the room. <laughs> yeah, because no one cared that she left. She wasn't going to, the cameras didn't even follow her. <laughs> it was like, shit, what do I do if I leave a room and the cameras or the girls don't follow me? I best go back in and try again. I'm not going <laughs> to let you control the narrative. No yeah. one's talking about you. <laughs> Somebody said, definitely wanted their, their lats to squeeze out every bit of the last five minutes they could get in that. 
he said, you know, the last month really wasn't a very healthy relationship. And he, the experts are saying, you know, he's being really mature and sensitive here. He's been really calm and trying to explain things. And, and then, then you've she got goes Alyssa the, on the other end. <laughs> and she's like, take off the mask. I don't know who you are. <laughs> That's because they haven't upped her meds. <laughs> well, mm, I'll get onto that later on. <laughs> He says um, he's still very upset about it, and she says I was never good enough. Oh, I dodged the bullet. Case of PTSD. Ollie said I thought it was like Wimbledon, <laughs> <laughs> and then Ollie does a John impression, which I loved him for. Yeah, he, the John impression was fantastic. Yeah, um, so sure. he said, we'll find out what happens tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> So we get to the final reunion, the, the very, very last well, I'm just going to say about this final commitment ceremony that that was 12 hours of some of those poor couples day they are never getting back because they walked in, sat down and said nothing, did nothing and then left. <laughs> yes, we're never seen again because we focused on so few couples. But if you're right, if there's so much of it yeah. was slanderous, they couldn't. But it it left, I, I don't know if this is everybody else's take on it, but I was left like at the end going, I was going, well, what, where were they? But what happened to them? Well, why weren't they on there? I was like, I kind of felt that, and, and my son is checking to see if there's another part to it or if it's coming on again tomorrow. And then they go, and that's it for this year's good night. Yeah. And I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah, some of these people never know what happened. <laughs> So, who are we um, starting with? Who are we starting so, with? Well, the, the easy, quick ones were Tardy and Ollie, weren't they? I mean, they yeah, are. Yeah, they loved actually... each other. It was great. They loved it, loved it. He's moving. Fantastic. Next. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> They're now officially in love. Um, Sandy and Dan. Um, <gasps> thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, Sandy and Dan did not disappoint. <clears throat> Sandy no. was on fire. She was. She said he never came in with the right intentions, but he no. thinks. He thinks he did. Um, she were, never right think... into it, were the right intentions looking for the nearest body of water? <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> she never thought he gave it a chance. And then we get onto the whole butt dial thing uh, and him sharing photos with Hugo. And Hugo then sort of, uh, we see this off real moment where yes. it wasn't, hadn't been seen previously, mm -hmm. which were Dan said, um, I can't stand her. I'm just saying yes. Um, they, she's the last person they've, who'd they've be attracted done me dirty to. by giving me her. Like I didn't get what I what I should yeah. have gotten. She wasn't good enough. Then then Dan's left there giving Hugo the death stare. Did you see the look he gave Hugo? I mean, he knows the cameras are on, right? Like he, he was trying to bore a hole. And I love that Sandy jumped in and said, "Stop looking at Hugo like that." Yeah, stop trying I to know. intimidate him. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Hugo. He I've never. It went from red to white, from red to white. It looked like a yes. bloody traffic light in that corner, didn't it? I thought he was going to pass out at one point. But but he, I have to say, he did do a fantastic gulp when that bit yeah. of VT went <laughs> And then Dan, when it's been questioned about it, like, did you say it? He was like, I don't recall. He's got oh. Harrison's amnesia problem. Oh, everyone's had a massive case of amnesia when they've been a dick on this programme, don't they? Yeah. And John really got him challenged then. Um, and then he had to force 
was going, yep, yeah, I did actually say that. I did so. love it when he said, like, when you say no to everything, mm-hmm. no, that's not what happened. No, no, no. You you invalidate Sandy and you diminish her. And I thought yeah. that was, yeah, really There's good. Some of his comments to her, you know, I only date girls that wear skimpy clothes. I imagine she, there was a lot more of Dan behind closed doors that was very nasty. Yeah. And she said, well, I just don't get it. Why did you continue? Why did you sleep with me? Um, yeah. And I don't think she ever really got the answer. She didn't got that. an answer. He, except he did. They were consenting adults. It was in the moment. So basically, I was horny. You were there. You were willing. I did it. Is basically yeah. what, what the, the answer to that was. And he was a massive wanker. Mm-hmm. He took zero responsibility. He was not sorry. Yes. Yeah, it was just awful. Um, and I felt so, bad for um, I, my son did make a good comment. He said, uh, the sorry shouldn't come from Dan. This, how about the big sorry comes from the experts who say, <laughs> how about I'm sorry that we put you with this absolute wanker. I'm sorry that we allowed you to be used sexually and mm-hmm. abused mentally. How about a big old sorry from the people on the yeah. other camp? Instead, you got a, a, a congrats. Yeah, on your personal break. Yeah. Well done for trying, Sandy. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's going to make you a better person. Is it? <laughs> Belinda and Leighton, still very much in love. Um, he, the, it was great because he got to see that god-awful uh, wedding kiss where he tries to stick his tongue in a mouth. Yeah, that was hard. It was hard for everyone to watch that bit, wasn't it? Every, everyone everyone went, oh, oh. <laughs> and, and the expert says it's a great example of a slow burn, this and they said they can't imagine being without each other now. They so. talked about kids? Yeah, five, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> I know, Jason went, what? <laughs> five. Five. <laughs> but the, I felt like they were in a better place. They seemed more chilled as well, yeah. you know? Well, but I imagine being out of the experiment and all that comes with it, it's a different vibe, isn't it? Yeah, that stress is gone, isn't it? Um, of being watched constantly. I think that puts so much pressure on you. I miss it. <laughs> I might hire a little man with a camera to stand in the corner of my room and just film me while I sit and watch TV. <laughs> now, I, I know we've mentioned a couple of frocks this evening because the frocks, I think, I mean, I always say this, they start off pretty good, but by the end, they're fantastic. Yeah. And my, one of my favourite dresses, again, was Lindell. Um, this evening she came in this Spanish dancer number in blue yes I, I thought that was she was so different from all the other girls and I really like that um and the other I one think that, I did make a comment that 80s called and they want their dress back but well that the other the other one which is definitely the puffball skirt that appeared on Claire I love that <laughs> see I'd wear that dress 100% loved it loved it loved it loved it so um but i had um, honestly i had complete 80s flashbacks to my puffball skirt then and i was like you see these people are young enough to think this is new cool fashion <laughs> i know i think I've, I think I've already been through it twice already I'm still, <laughs> and i'm still wearing it so maybe i should grow up <laughs> it's okay to wear zara at your age lara <laughs> don't uh. have to wear a nasty gal <laughs> oh dear right so lindle and cam sit down on the couch yeah. Right. And there are lots of looks flying around the floor, even before anybody sort of starts doing anything. This must be so good for Lindell, though, because everybody knows. Everybody knows what's been done. It must be really mm-hmm. vindicating for her. Like, she gets to just sit there and watch it all unravel. Taylor looked a bit pissed about the early shots of their honeymoon. Yes. 
She did. She did. That's then that shows that they're actually in a relationship, right? Because if it was just a few looking at your bits over the internet, she wouldn't care. But when they looked like they were in love in the on that honeymoon, she, her face went. I think her and Cam will be having quite quite the talk after <laughs> after this. <laughs> now Cam was explaining that he just felt pressured into being someone he wasn't. He's a liar. Mm. Add it to the dick list. Yeah, well, yeah, absolutely. She said that it was hurtful and hard to hear because it wasn't true for her. So they you know, asked, you know, what is going on with Taylor? Then we got this whole nightclub, I got naked story, which was, was far more unbelievable than just like I sent her a dick pic. <laughs> no, these guys that keep trying to elaborate. And then a squirrel stole my phone and ran off. I, it's like I just. <laughs> Just tell the truth. <laughs> Not going to make it worse at this point. You already look like an asshole. But he didn't care on that couch. I loved him when Mel called him out on it. Uh, well, and, and also, as they said to her, you know, is there anything going on? She said, well, we've not really explored it yet. Oh, I didn't mean yeah. to say that. <laughs> oh, 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 no, cat's out the bag. Oh. <laughs> I bet he, I bet Cam was thinking, God damn it. <laughs> yeah, she didn't she didn't cover it well. They've obviously talked about the long distance thing. Yeah, she I mean, I thought it was funny that they they were obviously talking about how they could make it work. Well, with it was with Lindell, there was no way to make it work. <laughs> <laughs> guess I guess being on remote's more of a remote depending on what who you're dating. Is there much of an out back in Tasmania? I don't know. I don't know, but where it is they're going to Pound Town. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have listeners in, listeners in Tasmania. So, you know, I, I want to know, is is it somewhere that Cameron can still go out back? Um, oh, God, that sounds really bad. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor would let him. She was a bit sleazy. I believe we just said that. <laughs> I can, Jen. You're just getting terrible. Never oh, would. dear. No, I didn't have to have a word with your family about this. <laughs> I know. God, it's the what gin. did you do to my mom? <laughs> it's the gin. It's you. You're a bad influence. And it's well, the gin. It's not the first time that that has been said. <laughs> been cut out of people's lives before so um <laughs> um yeah, yeah so but the, it, the whole thing with Lindell and Cam on the couch is he he just he w- didn't care he came to spend some time with Taylor for a free holiday for two days mm. right that's why he's come back he hasn't come back for her he didn't he didn't acknowledge her at the dinner party he doesn't care what anyone has to say about it he thought it might be nice to have a couple of days in Sydney so he could come and bang Taylor for a couple of days and that's the only reason he's there well I like Lindell's comment at the end you know do better do better and John went yeah it's so good that we've was it John I I don't know it's maybe the gift yeah that that that, that gift they've just you you, you've got a partner who was willing to give you advice for your next relationship do better (laughs) Taylor said thanks but he was just like, oh, yeah, I guess so. I guess it was a bit bad. Yeah, well, what are you going to do? Huh? I mean, Mel was just like, I can't, I just, she couldn't believe that he just had the audacity to sit there and not care. Yeah. But she thought I, it was so rude. I have to say, he is, it's hard to say, but he's coming across as the biggest cock of the series. I know. You know what? He was a quiet cock. <laughs> he was a party penis. <laughs> But as, as the series has gone on, he's just grown and grown and grown, hasn't he? So um, it really has. 
It's like yeah, one I, of those yeah. sort of inflatable ones that you find <laughs> I think on holidays. She, well, I think Lindell deserves better. I'm I think she dodged a bullet there. Um, t- Taylor seems like a waste of space as well. So the two of them can go off into the sunset together. And I hope she finds everything she wants back home. Yes. And Alyssa and Duncan. Now, they played her at um, a <laughs> piece of VT of her wedding. They absolutely... They basically rolled her over and banged her from behind on that VT, didn't they? It was like they made every cliff where she looked like a narcissistic, crazy mm-hmm. bitch. And it just didn't stop. Trudin and I were watching it. And he's going, oh, 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 no, no, oh, oh, God, what have they done to her? I mean, I honestly felt a little bad for her by the end of it. That's how bad it was that I was starting to feel bad about her watching that clip. It was well. It was like looking in the ugly mirror, wasn't it? Completely, you're you're seeing all your worst moments played back uh, to you. There were a lot. <laughs> there were a lot in glaring glory. When, um, when they showed when he said, "Do you want a hug?" and she says, "No," and he just pulls that face and goes like, "I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing here." And everyone yeah. was laughing. They finish with the shot with him in tears, going, "I've never felt so rejected." No, I tell you what. Talk about someone's wearing a mask. It hmm. very much looked like, again, I feel like everything she puts out there is what she's doing to herself, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, like she's saying, take off the mask. She's wearing the mask. Mm-hmm. She's pretending in front of those people every week that he's this terrible person doing these horrible things to her. And that's not what's happening. And it shows right there. Well, um, it was interesting because after she'd seen that, she just couldn't oh, yeah. do anything but apologize could she, she had to because she thought god i'm gonna leave this this is gonna be aired yeah. right and i'm coming off not great so she, she i think she went into damage control mode yeah and she she apologized to him he said he didn't hold anything against her for her feelings but you said things at the dinner party about his character about taking the mask off he said um my heart was in it and I wanted it to work. And it sucks it didn't work. So, yeah, I think she kind of came, made excuses about being, I'm an emotional person. Yeah, <laughs> no, love, you're Emotionally just unhinged, I think is what it's called. And it's all right, because he won't be taking his mask off, but Evelyn's going to be taking his pants off. Mm-hmm. Because that's right, people. Evelyn and Duncan are now together. Yes. Which I mean... is great. I, my son was like, we called that! We called that! They're too pretty not to be. They make such a lovely couple. Yeah, and and I'm I was going to talk about this slightly later on, but I'm we've sorry. seen the photos. Me again. Yeah, I know. We've seen the photos. She's on the boat. Yeah. She got to go on the boat. She's wearing she a bikini, it. and yeah. she looks hot. <laughs> yeah, but he's very thankful to maths. Yes, I'm sure he is. <laughs> Got rid of the loon and got one of the hottest girls in the world. Yes. So after, after <laughs> and she's and she's a level-headed, nice girl as well. Not just about the looks, because it's not about the looks, people. I mean, it so is, but it's not about the looks. But she's a she was just genuinely a nice person as well. So I'm I'm pleased for them. They seem like a good-looking, nice couple. I th- I think they're a good match actually. Yeah, I, I thought that when both... they got paired together. Do you think emotionally sensitive? Yeah, I, I think yeah. They... Well, they did that photo shoot on the wife swap week. You clearly had far more fun together, didn't they, than with their partners? Yes, of course they did. 
And that was the thing that started the spark. But he was too much of a gentleman to do it, I think, until after. Of course. And I believe that. Mm. I, I, I wouldn't believe that anything had been going on before the end of this. Jesse and Claire, they were the last ones on the couch. The expert's comments was it was nice to see the energy and respect. Jesse thinks he could have perhaps thought a bit more about before he spoke. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he realised that he came into this experiment with all the wrong mindset. Yeah. Um, and yeah. he, he's he's rethought his idea on his stupid standards. And yeah. why did they cut to Adam, the the apology bit with Adam? Uh, Adam was so dumb, he still doesn't get it. And he, uh, he couldn't care less either. He didn't care. He doesn't mm. care. Yeah, I just want to apologise again to you, Jesse. Obviously, you and you... He doesn't even know he's apologising to you. He doesn't care. He's an oh, idiot. No. He just hits into his usual apology mode was what I think. <laughs> it's, it's the first thing he, he does before he speaks to he anybody He probably now. Googles it. <laughs> no, he just automatically opens his mouth and goes, I'm yeah. sorry. Whatever someone he did, goes, I'm sorry. Someone goes to pass him some food and he goes, yeah, I'm sorry. Just sorry to the chef and sorry to everyone in the restaurant. Sorry to... <laughs> Um, but, you know, Jesse made it clear. He didn't hold it against him. It wasn't going to be best buds, but, you know. Yeah. It's all right. Um, yes, he's come out well on this. Oh, he has. I think he's come out very well. And he said he wasn't going to say goodbye to Claire because she was going to go to Perth. I'm so excited. Oh, that was a really nice surprise at the end, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Genuinely. It was. A, a, They're a such a good nice... couple. I am. And but I've read stuff Again, in the paper I... oh. since. Yeah, I'm going to get onto that because I've, I've done a little list of. And what happened next? <laughs> yeah, because I got so used to not looking at it, I still keep jumping over things. <laughs> so it's just, it's like, no, look, don't look, don't look. I keep forgetting yeah. I can look now. Well, I've done a little bit of uh, and what happened next, recapping, and more may have, may have even happened by the time time this gets out on air because stuff's dropping thick and fast right now. Um, but Mel and Leighton, um, are, have been seen out double dating with Caitlin and her new boyfriend, Kobe, who's an osteopathy student. Hmm. Yes. And so she's clearly found a nice person. <laughs> so happy for her. <laughs> <laughs> Tani and Ollie, still together, um, but apparently discovered that they were related to each other in some way. No. <laughs> I don't know why. Quite how um, I'm going to have to look into it slightly more, but they're, they're perhaps they're cousins, <laughs> they're distant cousins, but um, second cousins. It's okay, yeah. you're allowed to date your second cousins. Yes, yes, that is true. Um, let's hope it's a, a few removed. <laughs> um, but they've just had some, signed a twelve month lease on a house in Sydney. So oh. yeah, that's cool. Cam is dating a lady called Cheyam, who was the girl from the barbecue. Yeah. Harrison is dating a girl called... So what happened to Taylor then? Oh, well. Uh, yeah, because she opened uh, her mouth at that dinner. She opened her mouth at the dinner party and at the commitment ceremony. She's gone. She needs loose lip sync ships. <laughs> well, Taylor says that Cam uh, flashed her during, the, uh, during a FaceTime. He, uh, she said he was a loose cannon, though. And it was all very one-sided. Shocker. <laughs> yeah. Harrison is dating a girl called Gina. 
and Bronte wished them all the best because you know there's there's no point in in slagging people off <laughs> who who watched this show and then called up Harrison for a date that's I know Gina, you need to take yourself to a a, reg- a, a very good therapist. <laughs> You've I got some so. issues. Dan is dating the social media influencer, Samantha Symes, who was the lady in the orange frock at the wedding. Big boobs. Big boobs, yes, Big boobs absolutely. Here's the gossip with Jesse. Jesse says we were edited to look like there was hope, but there wasn't. And in fact, he was saying on the way to the dinner party, and I'm not too sure this is true, that he wasn't keen on seeing her at the reunion. Uh, Claire and I were being polite and friendly. Now, they looked a bit more than just polite and friendly to me. So um, I don't know if their idea, because that hug when they first met each other in the room again was quite a long hug, unless they filmed it from several different angles and... and (laughs) stretched it out I don't know but um, it looked like quite a considerable kind of get together and they seemed very close and hand-holdy touchy and stuff you know throughout that whole two programs so I don't know oh Um, that's disappointing thanks for thanks for that Jen that's really cheered up my day no I'm sorry Um, obviously we know that Alyssa uh sorry that Evelyn and Duncan are dating Alyssa lost her job and is now selling T-shirts and merchandiser. She's had uh, lots. I'm sorry, that's not nice. Yeah, I know. Yeah, she's selling T-shirts and merchandising, and she's had lots of trolling, unfortunately, and she's currently on holiday with her friends in Hawaii, um, trying to get away from it all because her friends are there to look after her. Um, Where's her child? Who knows? Who's she jumps that child willy nilly and and then goes running back to it when it's it's needed. So she says she's still seeing her therapist and she's up to (gasps) antidepressants. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I know. Sorry. So be prepared to hear um, lots more about Alyssa's mental decline. this on that's terrible yeah i'm so sorry that's not kind but i just i'm still too in it it's just yeah i'm sorry (laughs) i'm sorry about the degree of laughter that came it's not nice to to not be well no um shannon uh went back to the girlfriend and is expecting a second child with her oh what a dickhead (laughs) i know dan and adam have been spotted hanging out on the beach together and frolicking in the sea. Who? Dan and Adam. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know, I know. And then um, they're the best rumour that I've heard. I mean, the most fanciful rumour, because there's clearly nothing in it other than there was a photo of the two of them in the same room. But <laughs> uh, Josh and Lindell apparently have been hooking up secretly. <laughs> I don't think that's true. <laughs> don't think it's true at all either. But it has was Melissa, my Has Melissa a madam at a sex club? <laughs> Been through everything. But we so. haven't done it all, Jen, because we've got a surprise coming up. Have we? We do. What surprise is that? We have a special guest coming on. Really? Yes. We've got Ella from last year's Maths Australia. <laughs> 
and she's going to give us all the dirt on her series, um, all the dirt on this series. She's had Harrison on her podcast. Actually. So it'll be very interesting to get her take on what's happened. Mm. Um, and yeah, and find out all about what's happening in her world. So that's coming up next. <laughs> So as our episode comes to an end of our last episode of Laura's Aussie Roundup, we have saved a fabulous guest for last. Now, this is a girl who was a bride on last year's MAPS, who I reached out to when I was going through my journey on MAPS, and she kindly responded. Um, and so I've got a lot of time for her. It's Ella Ding from last year's MAPS Australia. Welcome. Hey. <laughs> ah, it's so weird. It's so weird to even like... Like maths feels like such a long time ago now, like for me. So it's just so weird to even be like referred to, I guess, now as Ella from maths. Yeah, of course, because you've had quite the journey since then. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, yeah, it was like 2021. So like, you know, it feels like ages ago, even though it just got off the screen for you guys last year. For us, it was like the year before. Of course, yeah, we're behind you. So it's all still fresh for us. Like we we have literally just finished um this year's this week. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, there's so much that's happened. Even with that season, that's just <sighs> finished. I don't know like what you guys have seen, but I've just seen some like hard launching that happened like a day ago. Ah, it's all coming out. There's so much drama with this year. It's like it's it's intense, you know. Yeah. And it's so funny because when we watched your season last year, we were like, this is batshit crazy. This can't get any crazier. And then this year happened. I said they were gonna, literally going to have to kill somebody on next season. <laughs> and, and you know what? Like our season was absolutely mental. But this season was, but in such different ways, like – they're both just as crazy, but in like totally different ways. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. but what, so let's take you back to when you were on and you walked yeah. up. Your meeting with Mitch on the wedding day was intense. Yeah, it was. I it mean, it was sexually I, charged. It was intense. <laughs> we felt it. <laughs> yeah. It was totally sexually charged. I mean, he, like, when I first saw him, he was everything that I asked for physically. Like I asked for someone who was fit, literally like light eyes, tan skin, like beautiful skin. Literally they nailed it like physically. So when he turned around, I was like, holy shit, this is legit. Like this is actually, I got so lucky already. I was like counting my blessings and we did hit it off. Like what you saw with the chemistry and the instinct, like, physical attraction that was yeah. all very real like that's literally what happened I mean they didn't air a lot of our evening I mean they made me look like I was literally just licking my lips the entire time <laughs> you, were, yeah. like, you look like literally. one of those cartoon characters going <laughs> <laughs> and they literally made out like I that's all I was doing and I had no substance but we did obviously I mean the night goes for you know 10 hours so we did have a lot to talk about and we had a lot that you know we were getting along with and but yeah they really did milk the horny bride edit yeah of course um, I mean we did see that we we felt there was a massive connection between the two of you and we did think you were close but what I don't know if this is how you felt but for us in the edit it 
obviously he wasn't he didn't kept saying he didn't believe in the process and for me i was like why Mm. would you come on this show if you weren't willing to to give it 100 percent? and i felt like that was a struggle between the two of you a lot and i also felt like he wasn't willing to be honest on camera Mm. what was going on and i think he also wanted to control you a little bit that's how it felt for us Yeah, and now that it's been so long and, like, even when the show aired, I actually saw it from a totally different perspective, as, you know, maybe you did too with yours. Yeah, it's hard when you're in it, right? It's, like, a so different. Yeah, yeah. Totally different. And plus we were in lockdown, so, like, we had really strict rules. We had curfew every night Um, for the first three weeks of being in the experiment. We couldn't actually leave the facility. Uh, We could only leave for an hour a day with a chaperone. Okay, I I keep telling you guys don't know this, but that's what it is for us always, regardless. That's how ours works. We are walked by a welfare officer. We don't go out on our own. We don't even walk together with our partner. We walk separately once a day in the and we don't have phones so that's exact so your experience is exactly what happens for us but that's just our that's just how it is in england wow so you don't actually have phones no i get to speak to my son for an hour once a week on on zoom in the company of the show whoa that is hectic so we i mean yeah the whole like taking your phone away i think that changes the entire experience um we had our phones the entire time so like for us that made it a lot easier because we could FaceTime our friends we could FaceTime our parents and like our partners like Mitch was meeting my parents like the wedding night you know like he was yeah yeah like the wedding night I went home and FaceTime my mom and they met straight away like he met my best friends on FaceTime so like that kind of stuff made the experience feel a lot more real because yeah. straight away we could like integrate them into our real life and yeah. you know we could get feedback from our best friends and like my best friend was like from the start my best friend was already a little bit unsure she was like I don't know and then I was like oh okay but yeah I think the whole no phone thing that would definitely change the whole experience it does change the dynamic but it also stops the drama as well and I think that's why your series has so much more drama because you have that you have people telling you what they think and you can look at people and people can tell you so whereas we were in a in a bubble so the only people we talked to were each other which means that made it also people got meaner (laughs) because there was nothing else to do and so how long are you because I was in Sydney uh for three and a half months because yeah. I'm from Melbourne. So like, yeah. and because of lockdown, you know, it extended everything. Everything was done slower. So I was actually away from home a lot longer than usual. Usually it's only a six week, I think, filming process or maybe like a nine, eight week. Um, oh, really? Because ours is like, I was home in a month and I went out on this on the second week. So most people are in there for two, three months anyway here. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, there you go. I mean, I guess it's pretty similar in the the time if you're there from start to end. But yeah, the lockdown stuff at the start, I mean, I think that sped up whether or not the relationship was actually going to work because Mitch and I were like every day, you know, we, yeah. we couldn't escape each other. And I knew that other couples were already finding it really hard in that time. Whereas Mitch and I, we you were You guys were flourishing at the beginning. You were. Yeah. Yeah. We were having fun. We were hitting it off. We were both like, what the fuck? Like we actually got so lucky. Um, and but when, when, yeah. when the trials, when, when the, when the tasks came in, that's when things started to, because he didn't yeah. want that thing. He didn't want to kiss you and he didn't want to, like yeah. he didn't want to do things in public. Like I don't understand why you would take the time to come on a show like this if you weren't prepared yeah. to do the work. And I felt like yeah. that 
And that was you pushing for that because that's what you came in to do was hurting yeah. your relationship. Yeah. Well, he he got scouted. So and oh. obviously, uh, yeah. I really have scouted. an issue with this, people. I just do. I think like yeah. people have never. Some people come on the show have never seen the show before. Like, how yeah. would you come well, on the show it. like? He he hadn't watched the show before either. He got scouted. He was a model, so like you know, they basically just grabbed everything that I asked for physically. Found him on Instagram. <laughs> Why did like, someone do that for me? <laughs> yeah, but it didn't work. Like, yes, <laughs> he was physically everything that I wanted, but the important things that I yeah. needed weren't he there. Did not have. No, like he wasn't giving he you never- anything back. He wasn't supporting you. Yeah. He was just there. And he looked good. He had sex with you. you. You were gorgeous. He loved that. And it didn't seem to. Yeah. yeah. He got very lucky because I was very understanding and very open to his needs. And I wanted to respect his wishes, which was to keep things private. Um, he didn't really want to share on camera a lot. So I was, you know, torn in the middle of trying of to course. be honest at like commitment ceremonies and say how I'm feeling, but also trying to respect someone who I really like you know, his wishes so that he's comfortable. So I was Yeah, always... we could see that. We could totally Born. see that. Mm-hmm. It was, and that's, I think, yeah. And that's why, you know, the girls, I think it was like commitment ceremony two or three, they were like, Ella, we're just like not feeling it. And I'm like, ah, because I'm trying to make yeah. everyone happy. You're right trying now. to fill and... both camps. You want to be honest enough because you know that's what the audience wants. That's what your friends want. They expect a certain amount of honesty, but you also think there could be, a future in this relationship and you don't want to screw this guy over because he's been it very clear how he feels it's a hard it's yeah. a hard walk to yeah so it was your your relationship with dominica was very close like i mean you didn't get the love of your life but you got a best friend 100 percent. and you know dom and i still say to this day like we're one of the strongest relationships to ever come <laughs> off especially in married at first sight because i guess I was, and we we say this all the time now, we're like, yeah, we both didn't find love on the show, but we were both put on this TV show at the exact same time. And For if a I reason. Wasn't there, yeah. You know, if I wasn't there, her experience would have been very different. And same for her. Like she helped me behind closed doors with my relationship, with advice. And, you know, it was just like this, I don't know, like support of, I'm not judging you. Like I just, there was just this instant, like I know you. And when we met at the hens. She was your person. She was. And at the hens straight away, I was like, I like you. And they didn't air like our voxies, but I said about Dom, I was like, I really like Dom because she's loud and I'm loud. Like I, I like, I have a loud voice, but loud in different ways, but straight away, I just knew that's just who she is. Don't you and, hate the edit? Because it, I mean, not just the bad stuff, but there's such the good stuff that happened that you said and other people said, and you wish you're like, oh, oh yeah. we had these amazing conversations. I wish they'd oh. shown that. I wish that had happened. 100%. I mean, they only aired my relationship. They literally aired the three fights that Mitch and I had. They didn't air anything else. And we had the best time. Like Except the sex. <laughs> Except, and we were like, we were always laughing at pranking each other, but nobody saw that side of him. So, you know, he came out of it looking like an absolute asshole. Yeah. Whereas mm-hmm. if I actually showed the guy that I got to know, everybody would have liked him a whole lot more. Yeah. So he's actually, uh, he's a great guy. Like I don't fall for assholes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's not 
he's not an asshole. He's a, he's actually quite caring and, you know, a lot of things. But they had this character that was, you know, they wanted yeah. him and he filled that spot very well because, yes, he was a gaslighter. Yes, he was a bit of a manipulator. Yes, he was those things as but well. But he was so many other things as well, but he didn't yeah. fit the narrative. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the thing that came across to me, actually, recalling your, your series was that just he seemed so vain. Yeah. yeah. There wasn't so... a lot of substance. They didn't make a lot yeah. of substance to him. He just yeah. didn't want to do things. He wasn't bothered about things. He was very clear that he liked you, but he didn't want to do anything to show it or happen. It just seemed like he yeah. was just there. <laughs> but I think, yeah, definitely like deep down for him whenever it got to talk about like his feelings it would be very overwhelming and he didn't know how to do that so yeah. in his case it would just be like let's just shut off let's just not do it it's just too scary and you know I tried to off camera be like just talk about it like just be a little bit more open and he would try but then it just but this it is just why you need to people need to be on the show who wanted to be on this show like it seems yeah. so weird because th then why are you why would you try harder if yeah. this isn't um we had olivia on the other week <laughs> um yeah. and um she she felt she yeah. felt that uh when the edit came out she was going to be the good person and dominica was going to be the villain and she felt that changed mm. the way she reacted to things as you being in the experiment, did you feel like that's how the edit was going to come out? It's really interesting. Like Dom and I always spoke about this after the show, this whole edit thing. Like when we were in, when we were in the experiment, I didn't even think about an edit. Like I didn't even know that that's was a yeah. yeah. Just I was just like being me. So I guess I never had worries or concerns. Whereas like Mitchell would be the one like, oh, they're going to make me look like this dude. And I'm like, how can they make yeah. you look like someone if you're yeah, not? Just be uh, yourself and then just see how yeah, it like plays I just, out, right? Yeah. I just didn't understand this whole edit and why people were freaking out about it. Because Dom and I were very much like, how can they make you look like someone that you're not when these words like literally come out of your mouth? Like, But they, they say, if you say it, we can use it, right? That's what they tell you from Correct. the beginning. Yeah. yeah, and um, when I was in there, the whole Dom and Olivia feud, I guess you could say in a nice way, um, it was never like I never thought about it being like, oh, Dom's going to look this way or Olivia's going to look this way. I never, I just knew in moments that happened in the experiment thinking like this is fucked. This is yeah. actually, <laughs> this is very bad. And, yeah. you know, in that situation, I was obviously supportive of Dom because she had no one else and the whole group dynamic of the social isolation, like it was very real, the things that did happen. Um, so I think for Liv to say she was going to be the nice guy is a bit naive because she said some pretty harsh stuff in there. Like, And I remember things so clearly, you know, like saying, where's the cyanide? Where's my Xanax? like hang her at the stakes, uh, she's white. Like there's just so many things that yeah. Liv did say with intent. Yeah. Um, you know, Dom never called her names. Dom never tried to pin her. And there was very uh, premeditated situations that happened. 
I think when you're on a show like this, you have to act like you're great, have to be yourself. Like that's all I did. Be yourself. But also you have to be smart. Like, do you know what I mean? They tell you, we want you to find love, but it's a television show as well. And if you say it, we can use it. And there's things you can say if you feel how you feel, but when you say things that are nasty, it's gonna be used. It's a <laughs> it's a tagline. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I just didn't think like in black that and much. white. Yeah. To me, I you know, the whole producers and like them feeding you stuff. For me, I never thought about anything. I would just answer a question if so I So you never me, got that because I never got well. I did at the end when I had to come off. They asked me to not to come off in a, a nice way because there was things that couldn't be said. But during when I was filming, I wasn't told how to act or what to say. And I've been hearing that from the Australian one from people that they've been producers t- told them to change things or say things. Is that something you felt? I didn't experience any of that. Okay. Um, but I also think my producer was very much like at the start, I sensed a little bit of that whole manipulation where they would say, oh, this person did this. And yeah. then I was like, yeah, no, I did didn't. too. I was like, oh, I'm not going like, to say that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was like that person that was very much like, I'm not doing that. That's not who I am. And Same. then they, they kind of just knew like they weren't going to get that from me. Um, yeah. And, and I, I always said to everybody, you know, after the show, it's just, I don't know how to be anyone else but me, so I can't fake it. I can't fake this character or this personality. And I think if you go into these TV shows trying to be a someone or trying to be this person that you're not, um, the mask comes down. And it and unravels. Yeah. It unravels. And then you you can't uphold this personality that you want to be. And it's just easier to be yourself like it's just easier and people are going to like you for being you yeah, yeah. if, if I mean, you're a nice person Ella, I think that's the key oh, thing. Yeah. <laughs> we all nice thought you were a nice person yes I, I think it helps uh I think I can I can say with confidence like I did stand out I guess on my season of maths probably because I was the most level-headed um yeah Level-headed, but also when it comes to defending myself. Or yeah, you stood up for yourself, yeah. It's the way that you deliver, though. I'm not about delivering a message by screaming and yelling because the other person won't listen. They won't listen to what you say. They'll listen to the volume. And that was just the way that I was raised. Yeah. So, like, if I'm mad about something, I'm not going to scream at you about it. I'm just going to be like, hey, let's chat. That's not right, you know. Because... That's a lot like Evelyn from this series. Did you mm-hmm. like Evelyn? Yes. I th- yeah. I felt I loved her that way because I thought her and Melinda were great, but I felt mm-hmm. Melinda was so emotional. She just yeah. she she lost her point by being mean when she got upset, and I felt like yeah. Evelyn was fabulous with the guys because she didn't let them yes. off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's just her delivery. It's she's yeah. not raising her voice, and she's no. And they don't know what to do, do they? The gaslighters yeah. are like. Oh my God, that's my go-to. You're raising your voice. Don't shout at me. And yeah, they were like, they didn't know exactly. what to say to her. Yeah. It's very much all about your tone and delivery when you're trying to stand, I guess, your ground or defend the the situation. Yeah. I can see yeah. that with you right now. <laughs> You've got that great sound <laughs> to your voice. I need to learn to do that. I go a bit crazy. I go, ah! 
but you know I mean and that's and that's where like Dom and I work really well you know obviously we have our podcast and we have we're very much yin and yang because she'll have her opinion and I agree with her but I'll be like but let's say it this way yeah you know like because sometimes she just didn't understand why people weren't hearing what she was saying and I said because of your delivery babe like that's what it is and I'm taking it the wrong way like yeah when I would you know be in situations where she would be raising her voice or I was never seeing it that way because I knew that was just compassion or yeah I I I thought that too like I always thought she she only she she talked the way she did because she felt passionate about what she was saying and it was always to stand up for somebody it was never self-indulgent but I think people didn't once people got that vibe, then they like, especially Lyrish, hung on to that. I just think it was, yeah. some people aren't for everybody. And if you're outspoken, you're not always going to be liked. And that's just how it is. And that's, that. well, I mean, the beauty of, of life is we don't have to like everyone. Like we, we ha- get to choose who is our friends. Unfortunately, we don't get to choose who our family is, but, you know, we get to choose what people we And we surround. don't get to choose who our partners are on maps. <laughs> yes. And that too. And I think who your partner is on these kind of shows really dictates your, yeah, your journey, Yeah, the public will see of you. Because yeah. if you have like a shit guy, he's going to bring out the worst to you. Yeah. I mean, and- look at, look at Ollie and Ollie and Tani. I mean, they, yeah. they could, they didn't want to leave the experiment. And I was like, I must be nice to be that couple that has enjoyed every fucking moment of that fucking series. I know. I, I bet. Yeah. They both got so lucky. Um, I have heard though that their experience, they their relationship, uh, they did have a few things happen in there, but it didn't actually go to air. But yeah, yeah well, they, he they did mention that. Yeah, yeah. That, that they had their ups and downs, but they talked it out and worked on it. Yeah, so. I think so many couples were were imploding that they couldn't they couldn't have any cracks in that couple <laughs> because yeah. we had so many so. Obviously, you've seen the whole show. You've had people on your podcast. We have just finished. Um, we yeah. have our our own views, and I don't know if you've listened to our podcast, Ellen. We're not the we're not not that we're mean, but we're just yeah. we're very honest about how we liberal feel. with the way we speak. We are, yeah. I mean, obviously, love. I'm sure everybody. It's it's a TV show. Again, we say this, and you know, God bless you all. Enjoy your lives, yeah. but. You're on the show. We're going to have at you whilst you're on it. Um, yeah. But afterwards, I have to say, you people, you went for a situation, you did it. It's then not fair to troll on. <laughs> no, please. Yes. We don't We don't love this. We don't love this. Yeah. Uh, um, so Harrison and Bronte. I know you mm. put Harrison on. Yes. And comments? Um. Look, I... Like when we met him, you know, we knew, okay, this is going to be a really big episode. This is going to be so controversial. Everybody fucking hates the guy. Yeah. Um, I mean, he took gaslighting to a whole nother fucking level, right? He, he, he was he was very freakishly good at what he was doing on the show. Mm. Um, it blew, obviously, everyone's mind. Like it got to the point where I was just like, this guy is really fucking messed up. Like, how on earth have Channel Nine even allowed, right, a personality mm-hmm. like this on the show? Because like at how- some point it was also like kind of worrying for. I mean, Bronte kind of pissed us off because she kind of got involved in it and then took down other people. Yeah. But at one point yeah. we were like, "Is this like almost 
detrimental to her because he was so yeah. good. It definitely got pretty bad, but I think at the same time, now that the show's done and so much has come out, I don't know what you guys have seen, but in my opinion, I see Bronte and Harrison just as bad as each other. Um, We've said that. They, we, they were actually perfect for each other in a way. They were perfect. <laughs> they were both masters in their own way of their own unhealthy behaviors yeah, of she's a mean girl right from school she was a very yes. mean girl you could see she it she took she took pleasure in being mean to other people when her relationship wasn't going well yeah but also you know from the get-go I think from like the day that the show went live here in Australia it came out the voice messages got leaked that she knew Harrison from you know she knew who he was when really she, at the wedding. yeah so at the wedding she knew exactly Fucking love you was. Ella <laughs> love hearing all this that like came out that came out I think like really close to when the show just started airing so we all knew oh okay Bronte is not here for the right reasons the voice messages got leaked of her saying I'm just gonna milk it if it's Harrison at my wedding I'm just gonna fake it till we make it um like her best friend or like close friend leaked these messages which was just like what kind of friend is this Okay, it's a podcast, but for those of you who can't see me, my mouth is just wide open. I look like um Lindy. I look like I'm doing a lady. Yeah. <laughs> if you go um onto the Harrison interview with Dom and I, we actually played the recording in the episode mm. to Harrison because we asked him about it. We were like, we we we've been really good because we haven't we've tried really really because it's been really hard oh. for us to not to watch anything because we didn't want it to color how we talked about because it wouldn't be authentic and you know how hard it is because you guys have all seen it all the stuff yeah. is out there i'm we're going through google and every time we see something we go fast forward fast forward and people yeah. are on instagram telling me stuff i'm like stop telling me because i yeah. can't do a podcast telling it week by week if i know so but now it's done you can shut you can say it all but but that's why yeah. we haven't listened to any of your stuff because uh, we can't we yeah. couldn't listen to anything because we didn't want to know yeah. what was going on so, well, come on, we want to know. Yeah. Dish it now. Well, Dish it, Ella. You can go, um, the whole episode was filmed, so it's actually on YouTube. Um, so you can actually watch the whole thing if you want to. But yeah, we'll I'm give you that, we'll out. give you that answers at the where you can find it at the end. We'll give you all the yeah. Yeah, teats. Um and yeah, I mean it came out very early days, the messages about Bronte, and she she knew who he was at the wedding. We thought that. that we thought that. Yeah, that that whole thing of the friend being like, oh, my God, I know it. It's Harrison. That's him. She knew exactly. It's all That was all very good acting. Um, well, it wasn't because she's got terrible eyes. <laughs> but, I mean, the whole, it all makes sense after that. As, you know, at the honeymoon, she was, like, off him completely. They had sex and she was, like, totally off him the next day. And it, it all made sense after these things came out because she just couldn't fake it with him because she knew who he was. And that's when things crumbled and, you know, the whole scene that we saw on the balcony when Bronte was like, you blindsided me to leave. They had kind of had this conversation off camera. So she was playing the game very much back at him. But from what Harrison told us in the interview, he wasn't aware, obviously, at this time that she knew who he was. He didn't know. Ah. In the experiment, they he had no idea. Well, and which is kind of love, which is kind of lovely, really, because he was about such a massive cock. It's kind of nice that well, yes. he yeah. didn't know he got double, he got double fucked, and he never saw that coming. 
he was just being an asshole. Yeah. But <laughs> she actually knew who he was, so she was faking it. So they were wow. both very well, we bad. kept saying that. We were like, she she can't be that dumb that she keeps pretending like she doesn't understand mm-hmm. what's happening. Yeah. When she and I, I wonder if that's the bit where he says, when she comes back and says, oh, they've all been so mean to me. And he says, well, you've been wishy-washy. You keep coming back to me and I've been a terrible asshole, yeah. but you keep coming back. Maybe that's when he knows she knows. So that, yeah. might, that it, really. It, was, it just got to the point where it was like, Bronte, you're an idiot. Like, what are you doing? You know, like, and there's obviously so much that we didn't see and things that didn't air. But in the episode with Harrison, you know, he filled in a lot of the gaps. And, you know, I take his word like a grain of salt. I was not really buying anything that he said in the interview. Um, Dom had spoken to him for a few days leading up to the interview. And I have, I had no contact with him. So I went to the He didn't try to date her, did he? (laughs) No, but. They were talking a lot before the episode to just kind of like cover some yeah. things what he didn't and did want to talk about. Whereas I didn't know anything about the guy. I just was a viewer. So yeah. I went into the interview just being a viewer. Yeah. It was very crazy. But also at those dinner parties, apparently like Bronte was getting called out and like things were happening. But the way that Harrison had put it was the way they aired the show was purely just through Bronte's lens. Okay. Not what he was saying. It was and, only what Bronte was saying. And what do you do you think that's 50% true, 80% true? Yeah, I mean, I think there was definitely a lot more of Bronte that we didn't see. And because Harrison's behavior so, was, was, yeah, was so much. Yeah. 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 And even when we interviewed Harrison, uh, he started crying um at one really? stage were yeah. there actually tears that's because ollie though. says there's never really a tear there there, there was tears wow. um and like the first time he actually cried during the interview i nearly laughed at him because i was like no like i literally dom was like oh my gosh but i was like hang on come on and like yeah. I, I like because i was a viewer right but dom got to know him yeah. So I was sitting there and then I said to him, I'm like, I'm sorry, but like, I'm not feeling the emotion right now. Are you crying? And he was like wiping his tears. And I'm like, I'm like, don't be a, like, I'm, I'm just speaking out loud here right now. You know, I'm seeing that you're crying, but I just, I don't feel like they're real. And he was like, oh, how can I not be offended? Like, you know, you're telling me that my emotions are real. And I'm like, I don't know what's going on right now. I'm very confused mm. by these. I think I would have to see them for real because I just feel I feel like he's a massive manipulator and I feel like he I feel he continually has an agenda it must be exhausting yeah he was very very uh good in the interview I will say like everything that he was saying I was like this guy's had a lot of practice I didn't buy anything that he said um and neither did our listeners everybody was just like it, it it was just a bit of a crock of shit. Um, but it was interesting because he shared a little light about Bronte. Yeah. I've got to mm-hmm. say, I, when I we had Olivia on, um, I lost a lot of followers on Instagram. I got a lot of shit about having her on. Um, but for me, I think you can't just have the heroes. You've got to have the villains as well. And And also, regardless, you need to know why people acted the way they did. Do they defend mm-hmm. their actions? 
Was it an edit? What do they think? I want to know what's happening. I don't want to like you've had Harrison on. I do, like I feel like the shows, podcasts like ours have to have both sides and to see because yeah. aren't people interested? Like, is that what you thought as well? Did you have problems yeah. with that? I mean, to be honest, I didn't even, and this is me probably just being a little bit not in the social. I'm not very what up to date with drama and stuff. Like I, I'm like I, I because you're doing your five k's a day. Yeah, I've just never been that kind of person where I'm like sucked into the drama. I just don't yeah. care. Like I'm like, I'd rather be having a very relaxed mind these days. But Dom very much like likes to know. Yeah, that's and why so- you were Dom's like totem pole. You were like stuck there, yeah. like you were securing her in the sea of craziness. And that's why you, you guys me. click so bad so well, I think. Yeah, like yeah. she'd be like, oh my God, this is what's happening. And I'm like, oh my gosh, is that really happening? Like I love to hear it, but I don't remember it tomorrow kind of thing. Like yeah. I forget about the drama. I forget about it. It lives for a second and then it goes. So when Harrison, when she was like, let's have Harrison, I was like, uh yeah, I mean, I guess, like, I don't really know what everybody would think. And then um, we put it in our Facebook group and we were like, we're having Harrison on. Everybody was like, why are you doing that? Why are you giving, giving him a platform? Much- why are you giving why him a platform? Yeah. Platform. And we were very much just like, well, the Globe hates him. Um, and we're curious because. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But we did, we did feel as if there's got to be more to this story because. Bronte was staying and we and then all these leaks stuff and we were like mm. he this guy is being literally like scrutinized yeah but she's not an angel and we wanted to hear what he had to say um and don't get me wrong like we copped a lot of shit for having him um good but also, yeah we, we yeah we totally but you a got lot a lot of, of viewers who listen right because that was our highest episode mm. Even though yeah. we got so much drama about it, people still listened. Yeah. People want to know, but they're also in ways like embarrassed. To yes. Stay. Whereas so, I'm just like, I want to know it all. I want to hear all the shit. I want to know what's happening. Yeah, exactly right. And I mean, I know, yeah, the hate can be pretty powerful online. Um, you know, I I witnessed it having Dom as my best friend through the show airing. You know, we were together basically every night we were on the phone every night for every episode and you know it's always the next morning after an episode's gone live that the hate is like blowing up on social media so I did witness it all through being close to Dom um seeing what she was going through and even like Mitch you know Mitch was being called Putin like he was being compared to Listen, we have one list. We have one percent listeners in Russia, and I'm hoping it's Putin. And I think it's because he's trying to recruit Harrison. But it must be so difficult to come off this show. And I know, especially in Australia, people get right involved in it. Hundred percent. I couldn't. I couldn't imagine uh, being, you know, in Olivia's shoes when all of that stuff was happening. Dom and I would always say, like, we don't wish that shit upon anyone. anyone. No. Upon any, like no matter the trauma that you know Dom was going through herself with all of that, of course, she was yeah. still like she was still even like this is really fucked up. Like people yeah. have taken stuff way too far. 
And, you know, we said it on our podcast at the very beginning, nearly a year ago when our podcast went live, we were like, guys, let's just grow up a bit, like shake yourself. Like, yeah, let's have a good laugh. Let's have a joke. Let's have some bitchiness on the show and have a thing. But again, it's entertainment. The podcast entertainment, the show is entertainment. Like, don't go and follow people just to be shitty to them. It's so ridiculous. (laughs) I mean, yeah, it's. It's a very crazy world out there and the Australian public, yeah, definitely get very invested. And yeah. it's a bit of a shame that maths is now taking that sort of direction. Yeah. Um, okay. I, I spoke to, we had Mel Schilling on the other week and I said to her, do you think that now that because how big it is, I mean, not even just in Australia, now it's becoming that big in England. Do you think people are coming on for the right reasons? And she said, I think both things can exist at the same time. People can come on for a platform, but they also can become looking for love. Do you agree? I mean, yeah, I guess so. I think anyone that goes onto these shows, you've definitely considered the what ifs um, for post show. But if that's the reason that you're going on the show, then I don't believe you'll be rewarded. If you... I'm mainly going to the show because you're like, I want to learn something. I'm ready for, because it's it's not an easy experience. Like, it's not fucking easy at all, like, no. in the slightest, especially in your case because you don't have your phone and, like, you're in that lockdown situation. Like, yeah. it's not an easy experience to just. And I got hey, a like, weirdo. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Like, you might, you might be living with someone who's a bit fucking weird. So yeah. I think it's a, it's a big risk to play if you're just wanting to yeah. get famous. Yeah. But I do agree with what Mel has said. Like it could be, it could be both things. You could yeah. be actually wanting to meet someone in a really unauthentic way. Yeah. And but if you something- don't get the husband, it'd be nice to get something else from it because yeah. your life doesn't go back to normal, does it? After it becomes a different thing. And so I know that um, obviously when I reached out to you, you were in London doing Made yes. in Chelsea. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. Yeah, I love that you I love that you did that. I love that you took that challenge and you came here. And I've heard because when we talked, I reached out to some other people and and just asked who were who were producers of other shows and said, "Oh, I know that Ella's doing this." And they said it's the hardest show, reality show in England to be a part of. Mm. It's cutthroat. It was it was very interesting. I mean, Miles and I met our followers set us up. So, like, people were always sending me this guy's profile and I didn't even look twice because I was, like, blue tick, English. I'm like, nah, get out of here. That's just a disaster. Um, And then people just kept sending it to me. And then, like, one morning I woke up to about 100-plus DMs of people forwarding me his story and he had done a Q&A and it was about me. And Really? So, yeah. And then I replied to his story being like, oh, you know how to get a girl's attention. Um because clearly he'd done it on his platform with which he's got a lot of followers. Everybody was going to send it to me. And then we literally just jumped on a FaceTime call that night for like four hours. And then we ended up just chatting and I didn't know who he was. I'd never heard of the show, Made in Chelsea, never watched it, didn't know a thing about it. And we ended up FaceTiming for about six weeks every single night. It was, yeah, it was like the weirdest thing ever. And um, I didn't, 
really ask about the show. Like I didn't really know that he was from this show that's been on for a long time. I didn't understand the dynamic of the show. I was already going to LA and Italy with Dom. And then he was like, you know, what are your travel plans? I said, I'm going overseas here. I've got two weeks to play with. He was like, would you come to London? And then I was like, well, I'm going to be in Italy, which is like two hours away. So, I mean, I could. And then it literally just happened. I was like, fuck it. Like I'll come. I'm very spontaneous like that. And I'm also a dreamer. I think you have to say yes to everything though, right? Yeah. And I was very much like, oh my God, like imagine if like, you know, what a beautiful love story. Like these people. Me cute. Yeah. And then, you know, I'm traveling and I go there and I was just like fantasizing because I do that flat out. Me too. 100%. I mean, it's it's fun. It's so fun to come up with this idea of what could be. That's why we went on this show because we're those kind of people. We wouldn't have decided to go and marry the first time if you didn't think, oh my God, I'm going to walk up and see this guy and I'm going to fall in love with him. And I'm going to like, and just because that didn't work doesn't mean, uh, again, I still don't think that every day I'm going to be the supermarket. I drop an apple. Some guy picks it up. He's the man of my dreams. It's always happening. Yeah, yeah. It, it really, it really does always happen, and that's what happened when I met Miles and went to London. Agreed to going on this show. Uh, I, I had only watched about four or five episodes. Before it's brutal, running, and I didn't really catch on to much because I didn't watch enough of it. Like I didn't know. Yeah, it's made the girl. I wish like, I'd I known you better when we when we first started talking, or I could have told you but you would have thought I, know, I don't know this woman and she's giving me she's telling me watch out but yeah a lot of people had said that they were like we wish we could have told you but I was like you know what I know that tv I know that we can all come up with an opinion of someone so I'm just gonna go yeah, you by gotta enjoy, the- you gotta try for yourself you don't know until you yeah. yeah and you know Miles and I were talking every single day literally for six weeks like I felt like I really knew him mm-hmm. on a very personal level and then I got to London and it was very different we got on set and then we met on camera for the very first time and he was very different. And oh. then I was like. What did you think he was like then in private? Um, He was just a lot more relaxed. Did, yeah. So when, when I got to London, I just had this gut feeling the day that we filmed, I was like, oh, I think I've been stitched up. And. Yeah, I remember like I we spent like every night together for the first week. Um, you know, off camera, like met his friends, staying at his, like, you know, just living in this little love bubble in London, like by myself. I went by myself. I didn't tell anyone. Like Dom knew, my parents knew, but I didn't tell anyone. Um, because again, I, I was like this. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, you knew. But I was very much like, this is a big risk, you know, like this yeah. is a very risky situation you don't know the guy you're going to be alone in this country where you don't have anyone to go to um you know this is pretty scary plus I paid my way I paid to go see him I wasn't going for the show I was going for him like I got my own accommodation like I was very much not there for the show and I agreed to filming and I had no idea what I was in for I just thought it was a reality show where the camera would roll it would be like maths I just thought it would, I mean, going by yeah. watching some of the episodes, I was like, okay, they produce it like a film, like they air it like a movie. So yeah. like they edit and stuff and like they put a nice lens on it, whereas maths, they don't do that. So I oh, was yeah. thinking the editing's a bit different here, but no, it was very weird. 
it was like you're on set action let's do that again action let's do that like maths uh, yeah. is a line at, at a nightclub at eight o'clock in the morning <laughs> yeah yeah literally like you get your time that you go film in the next day it might be a 9 a.m uh location dress code you don't know who's going to be there um you don't know how long you could be filming for and it was grim like it was it was really grim like it was really tough and uh, you know, that scene where I found out how he had yeah. been, that was, that was real. What they aired was my first. Really? Yeah. I, but they didn't, they didn't actually air me flipping my absolute nut. Oh, um, yeah. Cause I, I like when that came out on set, I looked at my producer and I looked into the camera and I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I'm yeah. like, who is this? I was like, how dare he? Like, does he know who was just fucked over? I'm like, I've come here from Australia. I didn't, and I like was saying to all the producers. Yeah, you didn't and, chase him. He chased you. Yeah, I was like, I was like, guys, I don't even need to be here for this show. I don't even need to be here. Like, they didn't air obviously any of that, but I absolutely flipped it. I was like, who is this bloke? How dare he? Like, I, and then that's when Emily, Emily was like really mad at him off camera like she was like absolutely furious she's like this is actually fucked this is he's gone too far now blah blah blah. I didn't understand his history I didn't know his track record I didn't know any of that stuff I was just me being like I've literally come here from Australia and spent he's a fat boy (laughs) all the way 22 hours for a fuck boy well done Ella and it just got like really shitty. And then, you know, that scene where I was leaving London in the taxi and he came running yeah. into this. Um, I actually had no idea. I thought it was done. The nightclub scene where that all happened, I thought that was the last time that I was seeing him because I was like to producers, I'm out of here. I'm I'm done filming. I'm not seeing the guy anymore. Um, they were like, cool, that's fine. We'll just film your going away, like your leaving scenes. And then they obviously set me up and he rocked up on set running down the street and I was just like fucking hell like this show is actually mental like because you're, you're living like you're in the real streets you know of the daytime and then like it's just so bizarre and like oh my I was god doing- it must be like you're being microdosed every day you're on set <laughs> it was very hard. It was very hard. Like the last seven nights of me being in London, I was just crying every night. Yeah. I was homeschooled oh. every night. I'm like, so sorry. Me- but the thing is, it's all good now because you've, I was going to say you've met your guy. Yeah, I know, guy. Yeah. I said, it's such a shame his parents are so fucking lazy. They couldn't give him a real name. Well, <laughs> because he's Italian, right? He's Italian. So it's actually pronounced Gitano. Oh, yeah. I dated a guy who was um um French and his name was Guy. Yeah, it's pronounced like Gitano, Palermo, yeah. something like that. So like Aussies something say, like that. I love that. You're gonna need to work like on that. your Italian. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. But he goes by Guy. Yes, he's gorgeous. He's the best. Okay, I just want to say. I mean, I know it all hasn't worked out, but you've had one hot guy after another hot guy. I mean, honestly, it's like saying like saying you've had the worst chocolate cake every day. Like you're you are going from bad hot guy relationship to bad hot guy relationship, and now you've got this amazing guy. Are you happy? Honestly, like I we've so we've been. I don't want to spook to... it. 
I don't want to spook it. Mm. Yeah, I know. But we have been friends for six years. So oh, we've that's actually, good. yeah, we've been friends for a long time. He's like not a new person. He knows me very well. He's known me. He, yeah, he knows me very Sometimes well. Sometimes you're not before. ready for that relationship. Like friendships yeah. happen, like relationships go from, go from friendships to romance when it's ready. You weren't ready yeah. for Guy or Guillermo. Yeah. You weren't uh-huh. ready for him. And now maybe you are. Maybe now, he was always ready for you, but he knew you weren't ready for him. You used to have some assholes and go through some yeah. shit, and now you're here. He's Aww. literally been, he's been trying to pursue me for the whole time we've been friends. Oh. Can I have some hot guy trying to pursue me, please? Like, I'm super ready for that. And, you know, I, I and I'll give this to him, and I say this to him, you know, the nice guys do finish last because he's the nicest guy mm-hmm. ever. Aww. Well, the nice most you know. kind, selfless, like all the things. And he's, you know, not in the public eye. He, he didn't even watch maps. He didn't care that I was in London. Like he was always cheering me on. When I was in maths, he would, you know, check in and be like, is he all good? Is he okay? Are you happy? Like it was always, he was always cheering me on from the sides. Um, and then it just kind of happened. I have no idea. It just happened. I'm so pleased. That's so great. That's where you want a relationship to be. Though. Yeah. That's like proper romance as far as I'm concerned. Because he knows you. He, You're not someone he has an idea of because you've been on a reality TV show or because you've done this or because of everything else mm-hmm. you've done. He knows who you are in your heart and your soul, and that's who he's in love with, and that's yeah. gorgeous. And we are 100% behind that kind of love, Ella. Yeah, yeah and as, as Mel Schilling says, it's a slow burn. It's a slow <laughs> yeah. burn. Mine's slow usually burn. an STI, but whatever. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> that's not good. <laughs> Kidding. Sorry, Mom and Dad. Honestly, <laughs> they're going to stop listening to my podcast because I just see terrible things. Um, oh. So you've got so much going on. You've got the podcast. I, I know you've got Fashion Week next week in Sydney. I Honestly, every day I see you, you're running like someone's chasing you like a serial killer. How's everything <laughs> going now for you? Everything, I mean, obviously, yeah, life changed dramatically after the show. No one can prepare you for that. Um I guess right now, today, I'm like amazing. I'm very happy. I'm very healthy. I'm very grateful for everything that's happening. Um, The podcast is obviously so much fun with Dom. It's just like being able to have a platform like that where we can talk about anything with your best friend, with no filter. It's just like so much fun. It's the Um, dream. (laughs) It's the dream. It really is the dream. And um, we always feel so blessed and we say it all the fucking time, like just how grateful we are that we met and yeah I mean this year I just want to focus my my new year's resolution was to have more balance which meant like choosing me more and you know not going interstate if I don't need to like just really being home and finding balance within my routine and my fitness journey and I am running now um so I'm doing okay how do you look so pretty running though because that really pissed me off as well like you're like I've just finished 5k like I like literally run down to put my bins down at the bottom of the road and I, my face is completely red, but you like finish 5k and still look like you could do a, like an Olay advert. It may be because it's like eight degrees in the summertime. I'm like purple though. In the summertime when I'm running, that I'm makes like me purple. feel slightly better. But it's like freezing. Like yesterday I did 10ks and it was like seven degrees and my face was white at the end okay. of it. Because I was, I was a little like, 
fuck you, Ella. Fuck you. <laughs> no, it's just bloody freezing here in Melbourne at the moment. Oh, yeah. You're terrible Aussie winters. We feel, <laughs> again, we feel so bad for you. Yeah. 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 But Not Ella, <laughs> it's been so great. Um, honestly, I, I've got to say, I've, when I when I told people I was having you on, people were very, very excited. Um, I think that you you were engaging, interesting in the drama, but drama adjacent. And I think people love the fact that you were so level headed, like you say. Mm-hmm. Um, you were a great friend, but you also were your own person in your own right. And I think that's fantastic. The fact that you've done so well from the show and you found love. And that's all all of us ever wanted for you. Yeah. And you run like you're being chased by a demon. <laughs> but <laughs> but listen, oh Ella, thank you so much. Um, thank you so much for taking the time. I know you're so busy. And also, again, such a lovely person. Thank you for taking the time yeah. for me at the beginning of my mass journey. And oh, uh, that was really lovely. And I appreciate that a lot. So um, I wish you all the best. And for you and Dom oh. and your podcast, which is fabulous. Thank and we're going to listen to all the episodes now because we can. Yes. Now, tell us exactly yeah. what is the name of the podcast? Yeah. Oh, our podcast is called Sit With Us. So you can find that anywhere that you listen to your There podcast. you go, guys. Sit With Us. Um, so we're going to go back. So I know for the next week or two, I'm going to be in my car listening to you back to back, which I'm sure yes. other people will. So sit with us. Please listen to that. Find Ella. Um on I Instagram yeah Ella Mading is just my Instagram she doesn't need um, any more followers so stop guys <laughs> follow me instead you asshole <laughs> oh, but thank you so much for having me thanks so much bye bye well that's it uh one last fab guest. I'm sure we're going to have on more fab guests on our next series. Um, I know Mel and Charlene will probably be coming back and uh, probably get see if we can get Paul on as well, get all the experts to get oh, involved. Yeah. Um, probably get some people from last year's show. Uh, we're going to mix it up, get to see some things. But So please do stay with us. Uh, I know there's going to be a bit of a gap, but do come back and watch us again. The name will be slightly different. Oh yes, it'll be Laura's UK roundup. Yeah, <laughs> we'll be still going out on the same channel. So we will. It'll still yeah. be us doing our thing. So definitely come back. Thank you so much to everybody who supported us, who liked us. Thank you for interacting with us. We really like that. Um, we hope you've enjoyed it. I want to give a big thank to our sponsors, Silkenberry Heatless Curlers, and Sexy Gin. Which we will continue to drink whether we are podcasting or not. Absolutely. (laughs) And I also want to do a special mention because if you love our music, that was by a wonderful band called Drop Top Panzer. And they've uh, got a new album that's coming out on the 26th of May, which is going to be available on Bandcamp. And it's called Bangers. So thank you, guys. Thank you for the music. Thank you for the music. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so if you want to hear more about them um you can go on and hit follow on Bandcamp, and you will get all their info and um, any stuff that's coming out don't forget to follow me on instagram it's the laura air i will be keeping you updated about what's coming up next for our podcast wise and don't forget to hit follow so you don't mix, miss the next series absolutely and jen i want to thank you for coming on this adventure with me yeah it's been an absolute ball I thought you were going to say it's been balls. <laughs> <laughs>
yeah, yeah, it's been absolutely <laughs> drivel. Um. It has. And thank you guys. And we're going to see you guys next season. Yes. Hurrah. It's-